0: Welcome back to the Ball Might Lie podcast. We took a week off. I was out of town without service, but we are back for a quicker episode, getting in our week six picks. Um, Last week and the week before, not the best weeks, I'm not going to lie. Week four was definitely a struggle for us. Uh, Week five, a little bit better. Went 500 in both categories, money line and against the spread. Let's see if we can improve our overall record here in Week 6. Let's get right into it. So, starting off Thursday night, no bullshit. The Chiefs have not lost to the Broncos in like 8 years, which is absolutely insane. It doesn't seem like the Broncos have enough to win this year either. Either game, I know this is their first matchup. I don't think they're going to be able to beat them in any matchups. So, we're going to have to wait another year to see if the Broncos can compete with the Chiefs. Who knows, maybe something crazy will happen. The Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites tonight on Thursday Night Football. Swift is in attendance, according to Twitter. So, give me the Chiefs, minus 10.5. I think the Broncos' defense is just so bad that there's no way the Chiefs don't cover this spread. I know the Chiefs have had their struggles on offense this year, but the Chiefs aren't going to let up anything on the ground, not going to make the Broncos' life easy when Russell Wilson is on the field. So, they'll be able to contain them there, and I think the Chiefs offense will be able to run wild on this Broncos defense that is pretty pathetic. Plus, the Chiefs having the Broncos number for almost a decade doesn't help the case either. So, give me the Chiefs 10.5 points. Off to London, where the Baltimore Ravens will be taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens are four-point favorites in this game. You know, the Ravens completely melting down against the Steelers last week. Seems like it happens against the Steelers every single time they play. Kind of just a weird matchup. I think the Ravens are much more talented than the Titans, and the Titans have had issues putting up points. The Ravens having one of the top-rated defenses so far this year is not going to make anything easier for Ryan Tannehill and the boys. So give me the Baltimore winning and covering that four-point spread. You know, England games are super weird. We saw last week how the jet lag kind of affected the Bills You know, they're playing on a weird surface, tons of jet lag, different time zones, you know, kind of some kookies in the crowd. Uh, I don't know. They just always seem to be weird games, but I'm going to be taking the chalk here on this one. And for our next game, we have the Commanders versus the Falcons. Yeah, I predicted that the Commanders were going to be the roller coaster team this year. They've proven me right so far. Last week, they get absolutely slacked by the Bears, one of the worst teams in the league. The week before taking it down to the wire against the Eagles, one of the best teams in the league. So we don't really know what we're going to get out of this team. You know, they got schlacked by one of the worst teams last week. I'm going to take them to beat the Falcons outright. You know, my commander's picks this year won't have any rhyme or reason to them, as we have discussed how they are going to be a roller coaster. Uh, I think they're going to come out this week looking awesome. I could be wrong, could be right. I'm just throwing darts here on these commander's picks. So, for our next game, we have the Seattle Seahawks going into the jungle in Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Super hard spread. You know, you kind of hope you get the three. Um, But, yeah, I think the Bengals win this one. Their offense looked a lot better last week, and I don't even think T. Higgins played. So, I think their offense is going to be back on track. You know, the Seattle Seattle defense doesn't have a super great pass rush or anything. Joe Burrow might have a little bit extra time back there in this one. Um, yeah, I like the Bengals to win. I like the Seahawks to cover the spread. The Seahawks also have a high octane offense, and the Bengals defense has been underperforming this year compared to weeks prior. So, I'm gonna split the gun here. You know, you never know what's gonna happen in these close two and a half point spread games versus with uh, two really good teams playing. It could go either way um Jaguars versus Colts down in Florida the Jaguars are four-point favorites in my opinion not enough they look super good against the Bills last year in their second home in London Uh, I don't know the Colts just seem to have issues when they are playing in Jacksonville it doesn't help that they have a backup quarterback you know it actually might help they have Gardner Minshew he's a lot more experienced seems to be a lot more steady you know obviously not the talent that Anthony Richardson is but You know, he's definitely one of the better backups in the league and he comes out firing every single week he is starting and he's not afraid to go get your team a W. You know, major respected gardener on that. But I don't think that they have enough firepower or juice. You know, maybe they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. The Jaguars seem to have been able to stifle the run so far this year on defense. But we'll see. I don't know. I just like the Jaguars. You know, according to history, the Colts have had a lot of issues going down there. So give me the Jaguars minus four. Our next game Panthers, Dolphins, a huge spread for this one, 13.5 points, rightfully slow. The Panthers' offense looks like they can't do anything. You know, bad offensive line, bad run game, you know, less than okay receivers. You know, the Dolphins, one of the best offenses, of course, we've seen. They put up 70 points in a game this year. They've looked dynamic on every asset. Um, You know, Devon, Achan, their running back that's really popped off this past couple of weeks Is on IR now, I think. You know, he's at least out for this one. I know that for sure. I'm pretty sure they put him on IR, though, for four weeks. You know, Raheem Mostert's still a really fast guy. Their line seems to be getting off the ball in run blocking. You know, I don't see a way that the Panthers can keep up with the Dolphins by two touchdowns. I know the Panthers' defense has been really good. But when you got a dynamic offense like the Dolphins, we kind of saw it in the game. Versus the Lions last week, the Panthers' defense kind of gives up because they're just always on the field. Not to their fault. Their offense just can't put together drives. So, yeah, I think the Dolphins' defense is a little less than the Lions' right now. So maybe it's a little closer than that game last week, but I still don't see them having a chance to cover this 14-point spread. 13.5, but we're going to round up because I still don't, I have 14, I'd probably still take the Dolphins there. And our next game is a divisional matchup. We have the Vikings going in as two and a half point favorites versus the Bears in Chicago. You know, even with the Vikings losing their best player in Justin Jefferson for an extended period of time, they're still favored in this one, just showing how bad this Bears team is, even after putting up 40 points last week. You know, I think the Vikings defense is actually, you know, definitely a lot less talented than the commanders defense, but I think they have been playing a little better, in my opinion. You know, kind of weird to think that because you know, the commander's defense is, defensive line especially has been hyped up so much this off season, And the Vikings defense has gotten a ton of shots at them for being pretty shitty. Um, I like the Vikings even without Justin Jefferson. You know, we talked about how bad this Bears team is. I think the Bears defense is super bad. And Kirk Cousins, you know, a little more turnovers than I like Lace like lately. I think you'll clean it up a little bit and play a cleaner game this week. You know, we're going to see what Cam Akers does, you know, for them in the run game. I think the Bears on offense did look a lot better, obviously, but I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up versus the Vikings. So give me the Vikings and that two and a half point spread. Next game, we have the 49ers going in as eight point favorites versus the Browns. You know, the Browns probably without Deshaun Watson again this week. You know, something up with the shoulder, kind of weird. I saw that they were going to be starting a different backup, not Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Probably for the best, he looked lost versus the Ravens. I don't think the 49ers defense would be much of an easier matchup either. So, I like the 49ers to cover the 8-point spread. You know, a lot tougher of a Browns defense than they played last week in Dallas, probably. You know, you'd hope so, at least. (laughs) The 49ers kind of did whatever they wanted there but i think the uh, i think the 49ers cover this one pretty easily i mean not as uh, as an nfl game it's not going to be easy shit ain't ever easy but i like them to cover that 8 point spread giving the niners for our next game saints versus texans this is one of the weirder spreads of the week the texans are actually at home and they're getting a point and a half you know the vegas thinks this game's going to go down to the wire henceforth it probably will you know the saints looked really good last week but then again, they were playing the Patriots, who have had no offense whatsoever this year. Uh, I don't know. This game was kind of weird and hard for me to pick, but I think I'm gonna go with the Texans, you know, at home with the underdog giving me the points. I will take them. CJ Stroud has looked really good so far this year. You know, he had led a game-winning drive last week until their defense kind of let him down and let Desmond Ritter just walk right down the field. You know, I think that. This will be a super interesting game. I think this is one of the games I will be wanting to watch closer, but give me the Texans, you know, coming back as the underdog this week. The Patriots versus the Raiders, another intriguing matchup to me. The Patriots are underdogs two and a half points in the Death Star in Vegas. You know, I think if the Raiders had any other head coach in the entire league, I would pick the Raiders to win and cover the spread here. But because it is McDaniel as the other head coach, I will be taking the Patriots to win and cover the spread. I know the Patriots have not been able to score the ball at all, haven't been able to run, but guess what? The Raiders haven't been able to run really either. They looked a lot better last week, but it seems to me that the Green Bay defense kind of lets anyone run on them whenever they want. I don't know. We'll see. The Patriots have a lot you know, stingier of a defense than Green Bay. But I just think that the factor that you know McDaniel... You know, Josh McDaniels is the coach over there for the Raiders is the reason they lose this game. He's going to want to, you know, show up Bill Belichick, you know, every time Bill Belichick goes up against a former coach, it seems like he always has something for him. So give me the Patriots winning that game outright. And our next game, we have the Detroit Lions versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two teams that have kind of, you know, both teams had different stories coming into the offseason. The Lions, getting hyped up a lot more than, you know, decades past. The Buccaneers kind of getting shit on in this offseason, you know, saying Baker's going to suck, their coaching situation's bad, their talent isn't where it was when Tom was on the team. And both in my opinion have surpassed expectations. You know, the Lions we're going to be doing the power rankings for our next episode. The Lions, I think, are a top-five team right now. It's kind of hard to debate, in my opinion, against that. And the Buccaneers have surpassed their expectations a ton, you know, coming in with a winning record five weeks into the season. The offense looks pretty darn good. The defense looks really good. You know, the coaching situation not as bad as one might have thought going into the year. So two teams that are surpassing expectations. Lions are favored three-and-a-half points on the road. I just think this Lions offense is so tough to stop. Getting Jamison Williams back gives them a home run threat. You know, we'll see if Jameer Gibbs plays to give him that change up on the ground. I still think the Lions cover the spread without Jameer Gibbs. You know, the Buccaneers are a cool, fun story this year. I just don't think they have the talent to keep up with this Lions team. So, give me the Lions minus three and a half. Our next game, another divisional game, we have the Cardinals versus The Rams. I like to split a lot of these divisional games for good reason, especially when it's a seven-point spread how it is. The Cardinals look like they might have fallen down back to earth a little bit. You know, it's hard to go against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, though. So it's kind of hard to see if, you know, this Cardinals team that's been so competitive early on has just kind of realized, hey, we're not winning these games. We only got one win. Let's just kind of mail it in. I don't think that's the case. I think that they just had a bad matchup last week. You know, this Cardinals defense has been less than impressive. Their offense has been better than what we had thought. I don't know. I think that the Rams defense has exceeded expectations as well. Their offense kind of exactly where we thought it was going to be. I think they're going to have Cooper Cup back and fully ready to go this week. So we'll see how that ch- makes changes to their team. You know, What's Puka Nakua going to do now that Cooper Cup's back in the lineup? Is that going to help him? Is that going to hurt him? We'll see. I like the Rams to win this game at home. But I like the Cardinals to cover that seven-point spread. And for our next one, we have the Eagles versus the Jets. I don't know. This one was tricky for me to pick. I, th- I always had the Eagles winning. But I was thinking whether the Jets could cover the seven-point spread or not. You know, I was kind of thinking, man, this Eagles defensive line has completely been dominating all year long. And the Jets' offensive line has been less than impressive, losing Elijah Tucker, one of their best guys, for the year. You know? It seems like that guy has really bad luck along with Makai Beckton. You know, when's this dam going to break for this Jets offensive line has kind of been the question, and it broke really fucking early. You know, what I think is going to be the difference in this game is Brees Hall and the run game. I think the Jets running the ball. I know they played the Broncos defense last week, and, you know, they were one of the worst at stopping the run so far this year. But I think Brees Hall, and you know, the screen game, the run game, is going to give the Jets the edge to cover the seven-point spread. So, I'll be splitting this game as well. Give me the Eagles to win and the Jets to cover. Our last two games are primetime games. Who's it going to be? A super awesome matchup this week? Fuck no. The NFL is shoving the Giants down our throats once again. I think they've played like five primetime games in the first six weeks here. It is absolutely ridiculous, especially considering the fact that they've gotten their fucking asses kicked every single time. This team stinks They have one of the worst offensive lines I've ever watched. Daniel Jones is under pressure with no receivers getting open at all. You know, Saquon's been out. They can't take any pressure off of him in the run game. It's hard for me to, you know, pick the Giants to cover a 14 and a half point spread. But guess what? I am, once again. I think the Giants haven't covered any of their games besides the one they won. And I've picked the Giants to cover like every single week. I'm doing it again. I'm a fucking idiot. You know, the reason I'm picking them to cover is just because of all the injuries the Bills got this past week. A lot on the defensive line, you know, obviously Matt Milano, their best inside linebacker. I think their best player on their defense and their second best player on the team. I think he's a little better than Diggs, in my opinion. But losing all those guys is the reason I have the Giants covering this 14.5-point spread. You know, I think this offense, you know, kind of a weird matchup for him. This Giants defense is kind of tricky. Just the way they're coached, their talent obviously isn't super great, but I think they keep it within 14. I think the Bills winning by two touchdowns and the Giants, you know, covering by half a point is kind of what this game is looking like to be. But the fact that the Giants are in prime time again, and it's this big of a spread with a game everyone's got to watch, it's like, come on, why the fuck were we doing this? You know, the Giants had a really impressive season last year, but we knew they weren't world beaters, and so we're putting you know, a team that was semi-decent with a big market against these teams that are juggernauts in prime time, you're kind of setting them up for failure. At the same time, you know, they're setting themselves up for failure. They fucking suck. So maybe if they wanted the Giants on the prime time five or six times this year, they should have done it against some lesser competition. Uh, Maybe there isn't such thing as lesser competition for the Giants. They might be the lesser competition this year. I don't know. And for our Monday night football game, we have the Cowboys versus the Chargers. The Chargers are getting two points at home. You know, Kellen Moore, revenge game. One might say he got fired and then hired by the Chargers the very next day. He seems to be a really good offensive mastermind. Justin Herbert has looked way better this year than last year. You know, it's not Checkdown City over there in Los Angeles anymore. You know, the Cowboys, less than impressive last week in primetime. You know, the 49ers, not an easy matchup for anyone, but still they didn't make it too competitive at all. You know, I actually like the Chargers in this one to win. You know, Brandon Staley might have something to say to me about that. You know, he likes to fuck things up, especially towards the end of the game. I think where we might have issues here is the Chargers defense and the Cowboys run game. I don't know if they'll be able to stop it, but where I think the Chargers have the edges, I think they're getting Austin Eckler back. They've looked really dominant on the ground, especially when he's been in the lineup. Hasn't been a lot this season, but when he's in there, he looks like he's, you know, completely dominant on the ground. Their line looks like they get a lot of push when he's in the lineup. So, you know, I like the Chargers to run the ball a little bit here in this one, and I think Justin Herbert can sit in the pocket and make those decisions with guys like Micah Parsons, you know, getting in his face and making things uncomfortable. So, that will be it for our week six slate. A little bit less games. We have some bye weeks going on. You know, hopefully we can chip away at this hole I've dug myself into against the spread. Uh, against the spread, we are sitting at 34 and 54. You know, week four really killed us there. We were making our way back, and that week was bad. We went like five and 11, or four and 11, or some shit like that. You know, last week pretty good. We went positive for the first time against the spread. So hopefully, with a little bit more information about these teams, you know, teams finding their identity and stuff like that, we can chip away at that big hole. You know, money line games picking straight up. We are doing pretty pretty good, I'd say, 48 and 30. Not too bad. Hopefully, we can stay in the positive on that category. Our locks last week, I know I don't post anything, but my lock was the Broncos over, sorry, not the Broncos, the Jets over the Broncos. You know, I think I'm going to change my outlook on these locks after losing two in a row. You know, I got the first two wins pretty easy, picking against the Bears, no sweat on that, and then we go two losses in a row, you know, just trying to predict matchups and stuff like that. I think I'd shifted, and I was like, man, instead of picking this matchup, I'm going to pick the weirdest spread, in my opinion. So I'm looking at these spreads right now. You know, not a whole lot of weird ones, in my opinion. They seem pretty spot on. You know, one of the weirder ones, I think, is the Texans being underdogs. I think they've played a little bit better than the Saints. You know, kind of hard, those close spreads to pick a lock. You know, the Lions over the Bucks. I kind of think is weird. Only three and a half. I thought it would be like five or something like that. Man, it's really hard to pick these locks as the year has gone on. You know, it's easier the first couple weeks when not a lot about the teams are known, but you kind of have, you know, feelings about certain teams and how bad or good they're going to be. You know, ah, man, I just can't (laughs) pick a spread. You know, the Chiefs minus 10 and a half looks pretty good. It's been a decade of dominance over the Broncos. I'm being pretty indecisive over here about a lock, you know, something that should be surefire. So I'm going to go with my gut instinct here. I will be locking up the Texans, you know, getting one and a half points at home versus the Saints. You know, the Saints played a lot better last week than they have the whole season, but I just like the way this Texans team is playing right now. You know, their defense has pretty decent talent and really good coaching. CJ Stroud has been far and away the most impressive rookie quarterback so far this year, and you know, some of their weapons have really stood out this year. You know, Tank Dell, Nico Collins, you know, it's kind of confusing to me why they are underdogs at home. But alas, my last few locks I posted on TikTok, the team hadn't even scored a fucking touchdown for me. So we'll see if my TikTok locks are cursed. I decided not to post a lock on TikTok last week, that being the Jets over the Broncos, and that one hit. So we'll just see if me posting on TikTok is cursed, but give me the Texans, you know, winning outright versus the Saints dogs at home. And that will do it for today's episode You know, a little bit of a shorter one. We didn't have any recaps to go over. But tomorrow I will be doing a double feature, hopefully. You know, I'll be getting out two episodes in the next couple days at the very least. You know, with tomorrow being my NFL power rankings through this first, you know, third-ish of the season. And then the next day or the same day, we'll see. I will be doing my NBA season predictions, you know, predicting the playoff teams, play in tournaments, stuff like that and season finalist for, like, the awards and stuff. So, like, I'm not going to do, like, the first team, second team, all that shit. But we will be doing, like, you know, scoring champion, MVP, defensive player of the year, you know, coach of the year, who gives a fuck, something like that. We will see. So, stay tuned for those coming up soon. And I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.